Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. I'm Sam. And I'm Taylor. Welcome to Mom, Myself, and I, the podcast for moms who are more than moms. Join us in creating connection through motherhood. Welcome to episode two. Today, we are going to be discussing our hobbies and our interests, and specifically how we learn to make the space for those to exist. So we are going to talk all about hobbies today. Um, How are you doing today, Sam? I'm all right. I'm good. The heat has gotten me gotten you down. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. I'm ready for like a good rainstorm. To be honest, I'm so ready. I would go for a run in a rainstorm. Is there a way to block like lightning from striking me? Is there a special jacket? The lightning on this island is something else. (laughs) The things that my brain thinks of, I'm like, let's do it, and then I'm like, I hear like the rumble of thunder and the flash, and I'm like. Well, well, maybe not though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not because there are so many stories. My husband will come home and be like, uh, three guys on base got struck by lightning I today. And know. I'm like, what? Like that's, that's a concern. I was already like, when we first moved here, I was like, okay, there's typhoon season. There's tsunami signs everywhere. I need to be ready. We are getting bags packed. We're having go bags. And then I'm like, oh, it's kind of like how Sometimes I feel like my Midwest or East Coast family is like, we heard there was an earthquake in California. And you're like, they're just panicked for you. Yeah. You're like, was there? I was asleep. There was an earthquake here the other day. My neighbors, I have a little group chat with my little neighbor gals. And they were saying like, did you guys feel that? Did you guys feel that? And I'm like, am I just dead? Because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Really? Was Was it? I was just sitting on my couch like, I don't know. My walls like made sounds. Wow. Like the house rumbled. God, was I in a coma? What you happened? But when I did hear that someone, like peoples, multiple peoples got struck by lightning just during a regular rainy day, I was like, that's that's yes. a concern that I should have been aware of, I guess. I just, I feel like that's like a, you would think once in a lifetime, like that. What? Well, no, it's and you hear you hear people use that as a frame of reference of like, oh, it's like getting struck by lightning, like it's one in a million, you know, <laughs> like when someone says yes. like, I don't know, like, oh, I'm worried this is gonna happen to me, and someone will be like, oh, you're more likely to get struck by lightning, like you're because like, that's <clears throat> very unlikely. But then <clears throat> wait till you come to Okinawa because you're probably just as likely to get struck by lightning as maybe I don't know, get in a car crash. <laughs> So yeah, so, it's a, it's a valid concern. I feel like this is such a tangent. Like, what are we talking about? I'm so and sorry. And we're back. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> hobbies and interests. Yes, we were talking about my hobbies are being paranoid, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, we got onto this whole weather streak because I was like, I would love a rainstorm mm-hmm. and I would go for a run. I probably wouldn't, but it's we not do. Too li- bad, I would say that. That's a better way to lead us into some hobbies and interests. And running, that's a big one for me. Yes. That's a big one that I would say, too, I carried prior to becoming a mother. Um, So to reintegrate it now in the space of a new body that has just naturally changed, time has evolved where I haven't dedicated a ton of consistent Mm -hmm. effort to it. And it's just, it looks different. And I'm really happy 
to be back in that space. Yes. I ran track in high school. I did the jumping events and I did the hurdles. So long distance running is like so new territory for me. And until very recently, I had never run more than four miles in like one, you know, sitting. Um, And I recently have run more than that. And it's, it is just such a new experience, Um, but it's great. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. I love that you're sharing it too, because it's so fun to celebrate you because I know that those things that you've shared with me, and so when you did I remember when you did your five mile run I think it was like a Friday and you were like I'm I'm a little nervous and you were like I did it that because one you worked yeah, for it that know? one was really kind of almost emotional because a little backstory I started exercising as soon as I could after I had my second child probably too soon and I started trying to get into long distance running then and I ended up really really injuring myself and um, I really injured my legs my doctor thought that I had given myself chronic compartment syndrome in my legs and I went to a PT and I was told like you're not really going to run more than four miles ever because I had told her that my goals were, you know, to long distance run. And she was kind of like, that's not really in the cards for you. Like find a new hobby. And I took almost a whole year off where I did not run a single time. And then I just decided to enlist in a um, half marathon and start training for it. And I thought, you know what, I'm in good shape. And it's been a really long time since I've run and I think I can do it. And I'll just start so slow. And it's actually going really, really well. I've had to be pretty gentle on myself and I run very slowly, (laughs) but I do it. Yep, that's what counts. You might be able to walk faster than my run, but I don't care, guys. I'm out there. And she drugged me along. Yes. I remember she messaged me, and she's like, there's a half marathon. Yes. I was like, well, I've done a few. Like, let's do it. That um, For anyone that knows me, that, like, self-assured confidence that was just like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I've done it. I can you do it. You were so, like, this is no big deal, where I'm, like, only, like, the pinnacle of athletes can do this. And you're like, no, we, we can do this. We can do it. Yes. Um, yeah, little backstory on my running journeys. I've always enjoyed like fun runs and I do have a criteria. I want a medal at the end. I want that ribbon around my neck with some heavy (laughs) bling that says you did it. So that's my criteria. And I remember I have a friend and a mentor from college And she messaged me about a Disney half marathon. I follow a lot of women runners on Instagram and they're always like, run Disney, run Disney. And they've got like these super cute little costumes. You go through the park. What is Um, this? I need to do this. (laughs) I think they had Maleficent like in the castle, like Sleeping Beauty's castle as you run through. Super fun and iconic. And the energy. so cool. I think when race day comes, you're going to see the energy. The energy that you feel from all of the runners and like... There's usually music and entertainers, and there's just this vibe of, like, electricity that we're ready to take off, and it was fun. That sounds amazing. I told myself I would train, and I didn't. And I remember, I think it was my stepdad. He was, like, the night before, he's like, "So, so your plan is to just run 13 miles. Just... You're just gonna do it. You're just gonna do it. And I was like, well, yeah. 
I mean, I can run a couple. I feel like we'll just keep going. Yeah, just run a couple a couple Ooh. times, and then we're there. Yeah. And so I <laughs> I love that, like, young person energy of, like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Yeah. And come to find out, the big deal is, like, blisters and chafing and yeah. soreness, and you're not able to walk the next day because your muscles Misery, are so sore. yes. There's a lot of consequences for going into that without training. Not smart. And so I kept doing it, and I got better. Yeah. I wouldn't say... Like, I dedicated the uh, consistency that I'm looking for now. Mm-hmm. And that probably comes with some maturity and a little bit of realness of, like, ooh, you just can't bust out 13 miles like you're 20 years old or something. Yes, like, my <laughs> body does not want to do that. So. No. Which leads us really into something we want to talk about is the confidence. Yes. Where, where did it go? Where, how did we get it back or do we have it back or how do we find it to get back into those spaces? Yeah. I mean, for me with my first, the confidence to do any type of hobby really was not there. Um, it's something I had to grow into as a mom and I was, I was always really athletic before having kids. And so it was just gone. Like, and I, the first time I ever went on a run with my daughter when she was like, I don't know, maybe two months old, I was just, just struggling getting down the street. And some guy was like, what are you warming up? Cause I was barely moving and I was, I felt so bad about myself. I was like, yeah, I look like an idiot. Gosh. Shame yeah. on him for even commenting. And, but that's just men don't get it though. They don't get like my body hurts. Like yeah. I know it looks like I'm barely moving, but that's because I feel like my uterus is about to fall on the side yes. of the road, sir. Yes. <laughs> I actually participated in a 5k Three, it was approximately three months after I had my son, my first child, and it was a 5K. It was something I would have just not even blinked an eye at and signed up before kids, so I think new naive mom was like, well, yeah, sure, have fun, and I I did it. It felt different. I've Also, I was like barely 12 weeks postpartum, and I, I remember th- what I was wearing, and I remember looking down as I began to jog, thinking, am, am, I, am I peeing right now? Yes, the answer is, is someone probably yes. behind me thinking, like, this woman is dripping. Like, what is happening? We just started. Like, there was no, like, disguising, like, it's sweat and we've been on this marathon of a, like, race. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm peeing my pants. And then I looked down and I was like, it's, it's dry. But I, I don't believe it. And the whole three miles, I just kept looking down like, I'm pretty sure. Or where you like kind of stick your hand on there and you're like, is, yes. it, is it okay? Something is happening. <laughs> and I was fine. I wasn't peeing myself. But that sensation, like <clears throat> things were not, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready physically. But that was kind of my first intro into physical activity again. And it didn't feel great. Motherhood just really highlighted that my body would was it had changed and it uh, that phrase of like get your body back right we, yes it's not the bounce back, back the like the bounce back culture yeah. that we've had in our faces so Ooh. much that we are combat I feel like the world yes. is combat we are trying to combat that I hear it still and I'm like no you don't no you don't want that back that body didn't carry your babies you know and it's not coming back 
It's well, not. And I think that the way that really harms us is because we're hearing bounce back, get your body back. And so you're thinking I should be able to go out and do this and it should feel the same. And we're not really being told told that it's going to be super different. And I mean, with me, like I had really hurt myself trying to run so soon after having my son. And I didn't know until recently that it's not recommended to run before 12 weeks postpartum. I thought I am six weeks postpartum. The doctor said, resume your life. Then I'm free to go. Yeah. And yeah, no guidance. No. No. I wasn't ready for that change. I think trying new things with kids, that was a big block for me. I was already anxious just to like, again, go to the grocery store with a kid, um, manage breastfeeding out in public and driving and all of it was a big deal. So then to like think that I could have the energy, dedicate that space, find a safe space with my child was a little overwhelming for sure. Do you have any tips or tricks that you think really helped push you out there? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I just had to kind of restructure my feelings about it because with my daughter, I shied away from a lot because I, I couldn't figure out how to make it easy. Um, and you see everyone makes it look easy. You know, they make it seem like they're doing it so well and they've got it figured out so much better than you. Um, so I kind of just didn't do a lot with her. And then with my son, I kind of changed my thinking or just kind of looked at it from a different perspective of I want to do this and it's just going to be harder and it's just going to take more energy and more effort and my body's going to be sore after something like going to the beach. You're carrying a heavy child in a chair and a whatever your kid needs through sand that you're walking through or you're, whatever you're doing. It's everything is an exercise yeah. when you have a child and that's fine it's just that when you have that that idea in your head that everyone else is doing this easily and everyone else is doing this comfortably and I'm doing it wrong and why am I struggling, it makes it hard for you to see it through. But when you kind of look at it of this is just going to be harder and it's just going to take more time and it's going to take more energy and the cleanup's going to be more afterwards. Yeah. And reframing. you just kind of have to accept that, yeah. Yeah, really reframing that expectation of exactly. what the day is going to look like and turn out to mm -hmm. be. Which doesn't mean it's negative, right? Like, no. I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay. Like nobody's perfect, but I'm not a. I try not to compare, but I compare not to others, but to myself. Yes. And so, it looks a little different. And now I have to find the courage, dig a little deep, kick some of those negative thoughts out, and say to myself, "Let's go find out what that different looks like," because. I had built up my anxiety and that negative self-talk to just already keep me out of that space. Not that I had already tried it. No, no. I didn't have any uh, experience yeah. taking my son to that place. But my brain had already self-sabotaged us and said, absolutely not. I mean, anything could go wrong. So let's talk about it, Sam. And I'm just running through the things that are going to be wrong with this day. And so then I really was like, hey, we haven't even tried it. I have to tell, I have to talk to myself like this. We haven't tried it. We're going to go and just find out what it's like. And most of the time, I was welcomed into those spaces. I found spaces where I was going to be safe or where I felt safe and accommodated. And I think for me, I've always kind of idolized this active lifestyle idea that I have in my head of like, I want to be able to go hike and have it be 
not not necessarily easy, but like comfortable. Like I want to be able to comfortably hike and comfortably walk for like most of the day if I need to, depending on what we're doing that day. Or I want to be able to take my kids to the park and ha- like not feel totally wiped out and incapable of making dinner afterwards. And I, I was hard on myself for a long time about it because I felt like I'm never going to be able to do that. And it's so hard when I do it. And when I finally was like, well, it's not going to be easy until I do it, you know, and I can't, I'm never going to do it until I do it, you know, like that. um, Like you really can't, you're not going to wish yourself into a lifestyle, you know, you're not going to think about it hard enough or like want it bad enough without just doing it. Yeah. You know, so what are some things that you do to make space for yourself separate from your kids? Because we talked about how we bring our kids along on our hobbies a lot and we include them in our activities. But how are you making that time about you or making time for you? That seemed like seems like such a hurdle to answer. But I will say that my husband definitely we we had to learn how to be partners to one another and when the other needed space, especially when he's around. Like, when he's not around, that's a whole different story. But when he's there, I have learned to express myself a lot more, especially just verbally. I think the earlier years, I was like, why aren't you just, like, aware yes. that I'm struggling? And he's like, I I didn't know. I think that's really yeah. common for women to be like, why don't you know all of my needs and all of the baby's needs yes. immediately and know what I'm thinking? Yes. And now I can, I, he does pick up on stuff probably even sometimes before I do, I'll get a little bit more snappy. Right. Or I, but like now I'm just like, Hey, I need to get out. I didn't get my run in today. Or I, I'm like, do you want to come with, because like when you have that second option there, like, Hey, do you want to come with the kids and me? I can still focus a little bit on myself oh. and he helps, but like, otherwise I'm like, okay, well you, you stay home and I'm going out, you know? And I really just had to start vocalizing like. I need a break. Thank you. I love when my husband goes running with me because I make him push the stroller, which I say I make him, but he does it willingly, guys. He's a nice guy. (laughs) He does the stroller for me, and I can move my arms while I run. It's so cool. My son has started also, if like my husband is home and we're going out for a walk or a run, and he's like, well is daddy pushing me in this time? And I was like, one day I was like, I mean, he can. Like, do you want him to? He's like, yeah, he goes faster. I was like, ooh, shade. Whoa, <laughs> sir, you are four years old. I need you to stop. Yeah, I'm doing you're gonna my need best. To, I'm going to need to settle down. Best. Yes. He's like, daddy just goes at super speed. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, daddy whatever. does that for like a quarter of a mile. Okay. Mommy has been pushing you for like three miles. Okay. At a decent, normal, moderate pace. <laughs> it's a you. respectable <laughs> pace. For Thanks. pushing your two bodies around while you I know, sit there and, I, and enjoy your drink and snack. That's something I have to remind myself of. I have two kids, and my one-year-old is a hefty one-year-old. So my <laughs> stroller weighs like 60 pounds yeah. that I am pushing. And we live in a hilly area. So when I'm like looking at my runs, like, gosh, I'm so slow. I'm like, you know what? That thing is heavy, okay? Yep. Yep. And As it's a, hot and humid. Yes, it is. And... I was, and back to like making that time for myself, when we came to Japan, we actually ended up putting our son in school and part-time, and it wasn't something that was really on my mind at when we moved here, and it was just something that kind of aligned, and the timing was right, and it just worked, and 
all of a sudden, for the first time in like three years, I just had this six hours of time to myself, and that was really freeing. Um, and I'm not saying everybody has that. It's definitely a luxury and something new for us that I'm exploring in our house. But in the beginning, I think I was using it to do grocery shopping and cleaning my house and getting laundry done. And then I started to reframe that as like, that stuff is always going to be there. It in fact keeps regenerating. I do laundry and more is made. I do dishes and more dishes are made. Like it's a never ending cycle. So why am I cooped up in my house alone on a beautiful day for six hours to myself to just clean like, I can be out there prioritizing myself. Not that those things don't need to eventually be prioritized, but where in the line of my day am I, am I prioritizing them? I am putting myself last. I would make to-do lists, and I would say, mop the floors, dishes, make the beds, swap the load of laundry, and at the very end, I put move my body, and I prioritize myself after all of these lists, and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, no, no, just re redo that move my body first, yes. make connections, go on that walk with Taylor, go on a run, go to the gym, whatever it is that I want to do. If I want to meditate or cycle, whatever it is that I have at my fingertips, I don't even need to go somewhere, but I get to do that for me first. Then I can do other things. And I started doing that, um, putting myself first on my to-do list and yeah. the rest came after. I'm a person that if I do not exercise, like not first, first thing in the morning, but if I don't do it by, I don't know, we'll say 10 o'clock, it's probably not happening. I don't know why. It's just that if I do anything else, like I'm not going to go do a big grocery haul, put all of that away and then go get ready to go exercise. Like that's just not me. And I just cannot find the motivation to do that. So if I'm going to work out that day, it's got to happen in the morning and I love doing that because it really does give me a good boost for the day. No, I like, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm not a morning person. And so I know when we started our half marathon journey, she would definitely message me and be like, hey, I'm going for a run tomorrow morning. And I'm it like, was oh, so hot, though. <laughs> I will just maybe be opening my eyes. And I wish you the best. I, <laughs> I know. Did. You were very apprehensive. But the I thing did. was, it was like 90 degrees, 100% humidity. And it I'm is. like, do, do you want to go at like 6 a.m.? Because I, I feel that if you go at a later time, you might die. <laughs> And I will take those odds, yes. and I have been, and I am melting. Yes. I'm for sure the 9 a.m. like runner, yeah. and it's hot. I'm, I'm, it's hot. I have been pushing back a little bit because it's getting a little bit more bearable, but definitely like July, I was getting up at like 6. The half marathon, I am feeling a little bit daunted. I'm feeling pretty anxious about it. The longest run that I have done at this point is 7 miles, and that is just over half and I am not feeling good about 13. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm feeling like, ooh, there's got to be a lot of work um, over these next. I think we have about nine weeks left and yeah. we are gonna have to, I've got to put in some serious work if I want this to not destroy me for like a week afterwards. I'm nervous. My legs nervous. have not been feeling great. Yeah. You know that. And that's, mm, that's a hurdle for me. And so I just, I, I keep trying to tell myself, be consistent, build a good foundation, work on the strength aspects, 
and then go out and run. And I'm noticing I'm getting better. I, but I, I want to push. I do. And then I'm like, I'm guilting myself for not or being in pain. I keep going back to build the foundation. Take that time. Don't push yourself. It's going to come. With the heat and with the stroller and just with coming from a place of being, you know, postpartum recovering still, my motto has pretty much just been get the miles done at any cost. I don't even care. I have had some runs where my running is like a 19-minute mile pace. (laughs) Same. Like there are people, there's like old guys walking past me, you know. (laughs) My husband's walking. Yes. And (laughs) I'm just trying to get it done at any cost right now. But. And that doesn't mean like we're pu- like I'm like pushing through injuries or pain. We're hopefully you're not getting that message. From oh no, this. don't do that. But it's like we're getting out, we're staying consistent, we're looking at the mileage that we set for ourselves that day, and we both we have plans uh, that were that were healthy plans. They were yes. safe plans. We're not like oh let's sign up for a half marathon and it's in three weeks. We had like twenty twenty weeks. With twenty weeks. With twenty weeks. Um, so again, sometimes I feel like on social medias or platforms like this, we can be like, yeah, yeah, like we're doing it. And it's like there was a lot of planning and forethought and a lot of time. Like we don't want you to think like, wow, I'm not running that half marathon. And it's like we 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 thought of this, we planned yeah. for it, and we did we're putting in the work. I think that's the biggest yes. thing. And even honestly, even 20 weeks, I know that probably to anyone that's a runner, that probably sounds like a really long time to have to train, but we're coming from a place of no running. Yes. So I think the average time that people train for a race like this is like somewhere between eight to twelve weeks. But those are people that are running a couple miles every day for years. Yes. And they have this foundation where we came from no foundation and and we needed those extra 10 yes. weeks yeah. to make this happen. Yeah. And I would say, I too, I, I downloaded a book, an audio book, and I thought, oh, I'll just listen to it in the car, or maybe while I'm running even. And it was a book about running. And it immediately started out with, like, elite runners. And so the reference, like, the frame of mind, these people were putting in 140-plus miles a week. And I was like, oh, oh I know. is there a... Is there a, like, I'm what about in a mile person for the day? Like, what about my five, my five mile week? Right? Like, what about that? Are we going to touch base on the slow to moderate runner? Like, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Well, I was like, I don't know if this book is for me. I've done some running workouts that I found on like Pinterest or wherever. And it will say, run at your, your 5k pace. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. means. I'm just going to run like harder and then not so hard. Right? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. I can talk while I run and then I can't. Yeah, exactly. The talking and the not talking. Those are the runnings. And then my lungs are toasted. (laughs) That's my three levels. Yeah. And they happen fairly quickly. So we're not talking 150 miles, sir. No. Like I need you to tail it back, please. Like where where was the five mile for the week? I don't think I've even hit a 20 mile week. I feel no. like I'm not even really close to that right now. No. I maybe haven't even hit a 15-mile week. But again, it's like setting those expectations. It just is going to be a little bit slower. And I'm finally getting to a place where it's like, do it correctly. Do yes. it so it feels... The maturity, So it I feels think, good. Yes. I'm not going to say it needs to feel great. I'm not like over here like, I want to be prancing and just running and singing. I just want to run and feel confident in my ability to run. I think something for me 
that I've held on to was like, I want to be able to do it and, and want to do it again. Like I want it to be a positive experience. I don't want to go underprepared and have it be something where I'm left feeling very never again, kind of like sore and raw afterwards and feel like that was just traumatic and I never ever want to do that again. And I'm never going to go for a run for a whole month or a whole year again or whatever it may be. I want it to be a stepping stone in my running journey. That is a positive experience. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. I struggle with inconsistency. I struggle with praising myself for these movements that I'm really trying to integrate. I agree, definitely. And I'm I'm pretty public with my, I guess not from the beginning because I've been in this, I guess, what you would call fitness journey. I really started moving my body a lot and being continuously active while I was pregnant with my son. Um, and then that carried over into postpartum. And I didn't really share pretty much the first year of that. And then I got to the point where I was feeling a lot of success. And that's when I started sharing a lot um, of what I do, you know, kind of, I guess, daily or what my week to week is like and how I stay active and how I'm bringing my kids along for that. And something that my husband had gotten me into was rock climbing like we talked about. And at first, I felt really insecure in that. It's just a whole body experience, and it's very mental as well. Um, And so that was something that really helped me gain confidence. And once I did start to get better at it to where I was completing routes, and then I would, like, have him take a little video of me, and I'm like, like, I got this route. Like, I got to the top of this one. And it's especially gratifying when it's something – like a route that you've been trying for weeks and it takes you multiple tries to get to the top of it because it is more challenging and you get to that level of you can try those harder things. Because I think there's this weird thing with climbing where when you're a beginner, it's like you can do it or you can't. And then you get to that level where you can, they call it project a route where you can sort of work through and get a little bit better every time um, and like work your way through it. And so getting to that level kind of made me gain this new type of confidence that I hadn't felt before. But when I started and we first started going to those gyms, I mean, women that climb on a consistent basis and have been for a long time are like buff and like badass. And I felt so like the sore thumb in that situation But it just takes that license to, like, I'm allowed to take up space here. I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed to do this. And I will never be as good at this if I don't do it. And if I'm scared to do it in front of them and I'm scared to do it, then I'm never going to do it as well as them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that in itself is confidence, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're basically telling, like, yeah, you're scared. You're nervous. You feel out of place. This is new. And that's fine but we're still going to do it. We're still going to try. And I think from that, you start to see that empowerment. You start to feel that excitement come back. Because when you introduced us to climbing, I feel like I was interested, right? And like, we went out outdoors to like Mm -hmm. a cliff, um, like top rope climbing. Yeah. And it's... That's a different experience too. It's big. It's intimidating. My heart rate, like not even doing physical work it's intimidating to be (laughs) clipped onto a rope yeah and then just have be like okay grab a rock and start to ascend like and and I'm not saying that I 
made it to the top right away. But once I got down from that first one, my my forearms, right, were tense. My hands were shaking. I was in that adrenaline kind of spike. And no, I didn't do well, I guess. I did it. That's pretty cool. I got down and I was like, I'm doing that again. I want to be better at that. Like, that's rad. That was so cool. And so then that excitement that you had, that excitement transferred to, like, myself and my husband. Our kids try it. They have fun. They kind of, like, climb up a couple little knobs and come down. They just do what kids do. They do their thing. (laughs) But it's so cool. And I was like, whoa, this is something that our family can do. And we're introducing it to our children at such a young age. Like, that exposure is so neat. Like, they might not even remember a life without us ever climbing. And, like that kind of confidence is going to be instilled in them and they're watching their parents do it. Um, and then of course we were able to carve out time and go to gyms by ourselves or with our kids. Mm-hmm. We've found, we've found lots of places. You've introduced us to a lot of that. And again, that goes back to having, having community and having someone and you don't even have to be in person, right? Like this podcast, I hope that like from here, someone leaves and is like, yeah, I do have permission to go for a walk. I do have permission to go try out roller skating. I'm allowed to do those things. I can Mm. go to a gym. If that's something you have that availability, right? Like whatever it is for you, you have people cheering you on and find those people in your life, right? Like I I hope that everybody can build a community or at least a solid friendship with someone who's like, hey, I got you. You can do it. Let's go look goofy together. (laughs) You know, let's go take up space. Yeah. The outdoor climbing is so challenging for me though. I just wanted to say I <laughs> I we would go and bring people that have never been before and I knew that I like had the strength and the technique over these people and they would outperform me outdoors because I would just be scared. I could do it in a gym all day, like this level of climbing. And then you get outside and I'm like, I'm going to fall to my death. And we've talked about that so much of like that bringing your kids to the beach by yourself of, well, what if something happens to me? And then they drown because I'm at the beach with them all by myself. It's so irresponsible. I'm going to have a stroke, you know, me and all of my 28 years about to have a stroke at the beach. Like that's it. That's that fear creeping it, right? Like the fear and the anxiety is real. Yes. But, but the, the actual reality is it's not the threat. The The threat threat is is not not as real as the fear is something that, yeah. I'm having a, I'm having yeah. a time of learning, but I would think we're there. not alone. Oh no, it's it's natural. You know, you, the whole point is that we're supposed to keep our kids alive and we're supposed to keep our kids safe. But then we're creating these threats that aren't really there. But we're just trying to do our job. Yeah, you it's know? A, I think it's a biological response. Yes. I would really bet that, like, right? Yeah, I, I that survival I so. type mechanism. But now it's that it's crept sounds... into areas it's not welcome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that just comes with like as as modern people have less real threat, but our our brains are conditioned to be on high alert, and so we're making up threats where they don't exist. Yeah, that but, threat assessment. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's really important to bring your kids out and do things with them. It's just finding that comfort zone of having the courage to do it and having the courage to say. I'm going to take my four-year-old and we're going to hike in to this rock face and we're going to put on some ropes and we are going to climb up this 
this guy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you are not going to go out the very first time and feel comfortable doing that. And I think that's something that that was the struggle for me was that I wanted it to feel comfortable the first time. I wanted to take my baby to the beach and have it feel comfortable the first time. And I wanted to take my kid on a hike and just feel safe and like know what we were doing the first time. And you don't, you don't until you have a bunch of practice under your belt and then you get comfortable. Right. And that applies to, I mean, gosh, every facet of life, right? Mother or not. Mm Mm-hmm. We cannot be striving for perfection. Yes. Ever. Strive for, like, proficiency. Yes. With some time. But perfection, yeah, we can't strive for it. And we have to put the practice in. I think that's our call to action, right? Like, get out there and do something that it doesn't have to be big, right? Mm -hmm. Go for the walk. Well, that's all we have for today, you guys. We hope that you find some courage to try some new hobbies and be adventurous with your kids and just get out there. And just remember, you are allowed to take up space anywhere that you want to. And you're not alone. We're all on this journey of self-confidence and better self-talk. And thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for coming along with us. We'll see you next episode. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.